Welcome to Thrive, Building Resilient Families, Austin Child Guidance Center's first ever podcast. This podcast was created to normalize the challenges of parenthood and to provide parents and caregivers with strategies and support in their efforts to help their children to thrive in childhood and beyond. I am Kristen Pierce Brinke, the Executive Director of ACGC, and I'd like to introduce today's guest, Colette Johnson. Colette is ACGC's Corporate Relations Manager, joining us about eight months ago. Graduating from the University of Texas in Austin and receiving her Master's of Business Administration at Texas State, Colette has worked in organizations such as the United States Department of State, Regions Bank, and Bank of America. She, her husband, and two children live in the Austin area, with her oldest now about to attend Baylor University in Waco. Colette is a talented leader and a wonderful addition to the ACGC team. We greatly appreciate her taking the time today to talk to us. Welcome, Colette. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So first, tell us uh, a little bit about yourself for, for the listeners who don't know you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, just uh, want to say hello to everyone. Uh, again, my name is Colette Johnson. Uh, I'm the Corporate Relations Manager with ACGC, uh, Austin Child Guidance Center. A proud mom of two teenagers and wife of Ron. Um, joined ACGC a little less than a year ago and just really shared the, the passion for helping others and with mental health in particular. Um, that I feel is just so vital to our communities. Um, I was part of the big resignation that you hear about in the news all the time where I did leave my career in banking to join the nonprofit world and uh, just really felt a calling to be honest, to give back and um, absolutely love it. Um, and in my previous work life, I did have significant involvement with like small and large businesses and a part with relationship building um, more than anything. And so I just felt it was a perfect fit for me to come to ACGC and utilize those school skills to help in incredible um, cause and, you know, gaining that support to help us do even more for the communities uh, that we serve. Uh, so really thankful to be here. And uh, thank you again for having me. No, that's great. Appreciate you. So uh, congratulations. I understand your daughter recently got accepted at Baylor. Yes. Uh, you know, I'm, and I have a, uh, my youngest is going to be a, she's a rising sophomore. So I've been through it myself, but what has this whole process been like for you and your family? Yeah, no, thank you. And thanks uh, for the congrats. We're excited. I'm excited to be a mama bear. Um, yeah. So as far as the process, well, let's just say it has been a lot <laughs> to say the least. Um, when I say a lot, I mean just all the emotions, right? Uh, there's been the tears, the joy, the excitement, of course, the anxiety, um, laughter. I mean, you name it, it's all over the spectrum. Um, initially, the big decision, you know, had to be determined where, right? Um, she was thankfully admitted to a vast majority of um, the places that she applied. Um, but the process, I have to say, with Baylor, and of course, this, you know, is according to the university. Uh, level it just has been amazing. Uh, the communication as far as being kept up to date with deadlines and different things that we should be focusing on. But I have to say overall, just the process has just been very involving. I think a little bit more so than I think my husband and I realized at the, at the get-go. But um, just from picking out the colleges to doing the research to you know, what dorm, what roommate, I mean, um, just a lot of different factors that are a part of the process. Um, and we've decided to, from the very beginning, to do it as a family unit, 
so that she doesn't feel like she's all by herself, right? Um, right. Her younger brother as well. And so just, you know, just to make sure that it's an involved process from everybody's uh, perspective in the family. So, but it's been so good. Wanna, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying it's been good uh, and positive overall. Great. I want to back up a little bit. You know, I'm just curious, you know, because nowadays there's so much pressure for kids around testing and applying to schools um, and, as, you know, all the things, but it just seems like the, the pressure is ever kind of ever growing or ever worsening. Um, and I'm curious, like, what were, <clears throat> for your daughter, what, if any, stressors did you see her going through when it came to, you know, again, you mentioned selecting the schools, the application process, um, you know, did she do it? I mean, I know a lot, more and more schools are moving away from standardized tests, SATs and other, and, you know, AP exams and things like that. Did she do any of that? Did she do the standardized test? Did she do the AP test? Like what, for her, like kind of what was her process? Yeah, no, uh, great question. Um, so I just want to say, um, first of all, that we're still in the midst of the storm, right? So <laughs> she starts, uh, she's moving is actually mid-August. So we're still in it. So it's definitely a work in progress. Um, but I would have to say, uh, the main stressors uh, dealing with the question about standardized testing. Yes, she did do all of that and more as far as with, you know, SAT, but also she was an AP student. So a lot of AP testing. Um, so, you know, that was definitely a part of the process too. But the anxiety, I think, was probably the biggest uh, stressor for her. Um, you know, keeping into account or thinking about those different factors as far as the testing and, and, and just going through your senior year, right? I mean, there's just so many extra additional things that were going on during that time. Uh, the fear of the unknown is another one. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, excitement, but also loss. Um, I think that, um, you know, that's a big one that we don't really think of when we're thinking about, oh, our kid's going to college and, oh, this is great. But there's that feeling of loss as far as the end of that childhood part, right? It's always been a certain way for 18 years and now everything we've ever known is about to change. Um, and so just being prepared for that um, and talking about it, you know, and, and communicating that um, for my husband and I, and also for my son, it's just, it's, you know, it's a change for us too, right? We are, the focus is always on the student about to go, but also you got to think about the family that's left behind, right? And our youngest, they're very close. So just wanting to make sure that you know, we talk through that process with him as well. Um, and, um, you know, I think from the perspective from a parental focus, all those things that I mentioned, anxiety, fear of the unknown, excitement, the loss, those are part of us too. And also my son, but as far as the, uh, for my husband and I in particular, just staying strong for her during the process too, right? And for the youngest, um, just making sure that we are, you know, being open to communicate and, and that however they're feeling, it's okay, right? Just being able to talk about it. Because um, we've had a certain bond for, you know, 18 years and it's just been the four of us. And now, you know, the realization that, you know, it, it is going to change. Not that it's horrible, it's a good thing, right? But also just uh, talking through it, just how it's going to change and you know, um, how it will feel. I mean, I bring up to my son several times as far as just, you know, it was just my brother and I, he's six years older when he went to college. Now, nobody really talked to me about that, how that process was. It was like he went to school and I was just like, 
wait, what? He's gone? Like, um, and just, it's a feeling of loss. I really felt like someone had died. Um, and so just trying to prepare him too, I think it's important to remember that it's not just the student that's going, the college student, but also the whole family is impacted and just making sure you're addressing that and communicating that. Sure. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, in, in mental health parlance, you know, there's the concept called second order change, which is essentially kind of major life transition. So usually it's a birth, a death, it's a divorce, it's, um, you know, those massive life kind of changes where your life is really never the same again. And I would, <clears throat> I would argue that, you know, going away to college um, or going, leaving your family after being, you know, in your nuclear circumstance for you know 18 years and moving away whether it's going into the army um, moving across the country or something you know would would be included in that because I think it's it is life-changing not just for the individual but for also the family as well and you that that old saying you know you can't go home again is quite true and you know for me again I'm kind of a year ahead of you but you know my daughter is home briefly and you know, she's still my daughter and it's still, but you know, she's been adulting in the world for a year and it's, it's, it's great, but it's not the same. Um, it's definitely not the same for her or for me. I'm curious, are there any specific things that you guys have been doing to prepare your daughter for this transition? Yeah. I mean, for us, I mean, I think the, uh, communication has been key. Um, so, um, and the preparation as far as researching, like obviously researching the colleges along with her, um, but also just making sure that she's researching it. I mean, um, our daughter's going into something totally different. You know, my career at the time when she initially started was in banking, right? And my husband's in the academic world. So as far as she's deciding to go into a different uh, realm of art, we had no clue. Right. So, um, so as far as just being able to research and look into different things that can help her looking at resources um, and also in particular with the school, we, uh, the district has been fantastic. Um, they have a lot of resources that we uh, tapped into and in helping her to figure out what she wanted to do, but also and what things to look at when it comes to colleges. Um, and just those things overall just, you know, have been very helpful for us as well to to help her and also help us in the process. But definitely think that communication, I can't stress that enough. And then the realization that, you know, help is out there too. Uh, you know, our family's a big proponent of mental health. And, you know, if we, whether we need to see a therapist, counselor, just making sure that, you know, she has all that she needs and our family has all that they need to uh, help us with the whatever we're feeling. I mean, there's a lot, there's been a lot certainly in the news around <clears throat> rise in suicides among uh, children and adolescents and certainly among young adults. You, we often hear about college students that are committing suicide or school athletes or other other kids in, 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 in colleges. Are there any specific kind of things or tools or conversations that you're having with your daughter around uh, you know, her social experience. Um, and, you know, there is some isolation that comes with leaving home and being in a dorm with people that you don't know and being in a large environment surrounded by people that you don't know or you're surrounded by people, but you can still feel lonely. Sometimes it takes, you know, new college students a minute to kind of connect and, you know, find their new tribe or whatever. And sometimes those things can 
can contribute to feelings of sadness, depression, or anxiety? Are there, um, you know, you mentioned kind of talking about mental health, but beyond that, are there any, you know, tips, tools, resources, suggestions, or things that you, you as a family are talking to her about or are encouraging her to do or encouraging her to think about uh, as she moves into that new environment? Yeah, no, great question. Um, I think, um, yeah, we definitely are. And as far as like, like I mentioned, you know, mental health is something that's just been a part of our family uh, for a long time. And it's just, you know, the the focus on getting help. Um, and so just expressing to her that she's not alone, um, that we obviously, you know, I joke about like when I went to college many moons ago, um, we didn't have Facebook, we didn't have uh, really cell phones, to be honest. I'm really aging myself. But as far as like just being able to text my mom to say, hey, I'm having a tough day, you know, reaching out um, in that type of sense. So she definitely has that. But also, uh, I have to say the university itself has been big about letting us know what resources are available to her when she does arrive. Um, you know, I don't feel like she's afraid to ask for help because she's been getting help before and she doesn't um, hesitate with that. But as far as like, I think just reiterating the that we're there for her, but also that the university is there for her too. Um, and then I, and I hope and pray that she finds her group and I know she will. Um, you know, I actually this morning, I'm still, you know, texting uh, my friends from when I met uh, early on at UT, um, that as far as like you find your people or you find that group that just, um, stays with you. And I, and I really hope that she uh, finds that um, pretty quickly. But I know, you know, within her major, um, you know, within her dorm, just trying to share different ways that we feel that she will connect with folks and just being that it's so important to be connected and making sure that she understands that that's um, something that's important that, that she can continue to do even in college. That's great. Are there tips <clears throat> or things that you would have for other parents to help support their teens in uh, as they're helping them plan like what they want to do after high school. So whether it's going away to school, whether it's um, staying locally, whether it's going to the armed forces, whether it's getting a job, like are there tips or suggestions, resources that you would offer? Uh, this is, you know, because it is, it can be an, certainly an emotional experience for parents as well as you're kind of trying to officially launch your, your kids. Um, any, any things that you would recommend or suggestions that you would offer? Yeah, no, I think um, as far as starting early. And so, um, and when I say that, as far as like in particular, like starting early, um, try to get them to really start thinking about what their interests are, right? Uh, like I mentioned before, you know, our daughter was um, really wanting, really enjoyed art. This started actually when she was in elementary school. And I was like, oh, no, you want to be a lawyer, right? You want to be a doctor, right? <laughs> um, and so as we got to high school, it became, oh, wait a second. She really is into this, right? So so making sure to to really listen, to be in tune with what they are, their likes are, even if it may be totally different or foreign to yourself. Um, and research those interests. Look at those different career paths. Um, and more particular, make sure that they have ownership in it, right? You know, um, having her or your student looking into those areas, uh, looking to what um, what they would like to do um, early on. And I think again, you know, um, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help. 
Uh, like I mentioned before, the schools are a great resource for you, but also other parents that have already walked the walk, right? I can't tell you how many times um, that I've asked other parents, like, how did you handle this? Or, you know, how was the first year? You know, looking for those resources. I'm on pretty much every Facebook page that I can think of as far as dealing with parental help with college life, whether it's the dorm or um, just, you know, how the first year is. Um, and again, you know, don't be afraid to um, to talk about it. I think we were hesitant initially to talk about it because it just caused so much stress and anxiety, right, at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So it was like we, you know, mentioned it, you know, hey, we need to really start thinking about college, like around eighth grade, ninth grade, and it was just like the fear. You could just see it in the eyes, right? So just not being afraid to approach it and, and letting your student know that it's tough for you too. It's okay to, to feel, um, sad or scared about it. I think it's important that they know that it's a struggle or it's a challenge for you as well. And, you know, like I, I tell my kids all the time, you know, uh, and my husband, as far as give yourself grace. Sometimes, you know, you know, we don't know all the answers. We don't know all the ins and outs, believe it or not, as parents. Um, and, um, you know, be it okay with not being okay and, and then sharing that same with them and that, um, you know, you can uh, get through this and you will get through this successfully. No, that's really great advice. I will say as <clears throat> as a parent that's sort of one year in, I'm going to give you a few, like a little piece of practical advice that I did not think of. And uh, I rectified that very quickly, which is when you get to school, <clears throat> make sure you get the cell phone numbers of all of your child's roommates uh, day one. Because, I mean, I got the dorm director. I got the, you know, I got all that, but I didn't get the roommate's uh, information. And, you know, my daughter was typically a morning person. She wasn't somebody who slept in late. And I was calling her one day and I was calling, calling, calling. And like, she wasn't picking up her phone, which was unusual. And it was like one o'clock in the afternoon and I'm kind of getting worried and I'm nervous. And I'm like, you know, my child is, can be forgetful. I was like, did she lose her phone somewhere? Is she dead in a ditch somewhere? You know, I'm having my new college student mommy anxiety calling the dorm person who did not respond and of course, her roommates were right there. They could have told me, oh, she's sleeping or whatever, but I didn't have their phone numbers. And so finally she called me and she said, mom, I'm sorry, I was sleeping. And I was so, uh, I was like, I need your roommate's phone numbers right now, immediately. Like I need everybody's phone numbers. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, absolutely. Had I been able to just text the roommate, they would have said, oh, she's here, she's fine, she's asleep, which I would have been completely comfortable with that, would have been completely fine with that. I did not do that when I, first, I mean, I got every other number, but for whatever reason, it didn't occur to me to get the cell phone numbers of the roommates. That was a mistake that I rectified very quickly because the anxiety of not, you know, again, they, some their patterns change, right? Their habits right. change because they're in a new environment. And she went from being a morning person to, you know, on a random weekend, she slept late, which is fine, but I totally lost it. And I was completely panicked and made myself crazy. And now I have the roommate's phone number and when she doesn't pick up after a while, I just text them and they're like, oh, she's, you know, in the shower or whatever. So anyway, just awesome. that's a piece of advice that I will share with you because I, uh, I definitely um, had to have that experience and it was miserable. So yes, I, I appreciate that very much. <laughs> and any other tips going forward, feel free to share. <laughs> you know, Colette, thank you so much, first of all, for being on the podcast and also just, you know, you are a really 
very much a valued member of our team. We're so grateful to have you with us. And um, I just appreciate your time so much today and your perspective. This is a topic that, you know, lots of parents are dealing with every single year. And it's not an easy topic. There's a lot, <clears throat> there's a lot of emotion and angst around launching your kids and sending them off again, whether it's to college or other parts unknown. And so I just really appreciate your perspective. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure. It's been a great conversation here on the Thrive Building Resilient Families podcast. We hope you were able to listen a little, learn a lot, and leave with a better understanding of this important topic. You can follow Austin Child Guidance Center on Twitter and Instagram at ATX Child Guide and Facebook at Austin Child Guidance Center to stay updated with this podcast and other resources. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode, so stay tuned. Thank you for listening and thank you for prioritizing the mental health needs of your family. See you next time.